How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Wednesday, September the 29th. And hey, folks, today is the opposite of yesterday. We have a lot to talk about, and I might go a little bit longer than usual. So let's jump right into it. Our top story today comes from Netflix, who have made their first major move in the gaming industry because they have officially acquired Night School Studio, which is a game development company most well-known for the indie games Oxenfree and After Party. The studio is going to be continuing their work on Oxenfree 2, which is going to release later this year, and will be developing some new titles as well. Now, I've got to say, this appears to be a very logical fit for these companies. Netflix is planning on integrating gaming directly into their subscription service. You open up Netflix and you can choose from movies, TV, or games, right? And by the way, they have clarified that these are going to be games without ads or in-app purchases, much like the rest of their service. And games like Oxenfree, which are very narrative-driven experiences, are very similar to watching something like a movie or a television series, which obviously just makes sense for something like Netflix. And I'm sure that this is indicative of their strategy of what kind of games they're interested in for the future as well. Now, if we zoom out a little bit and we look at their strategy in a bigger context, uh, it's becoming pretty clear that they are diversifying their entrance into the gaming industry. They were very smart by beginning with indie developers like Night School. Uh, They recently collaborated with a tie-in game for one of their movies called Kate. The game was called Kate Collateral Damage. That was an indie game. Just recently, they released some very small, casual mobile games that are available in the Netflix Android app, just in some markets in Europe. And in my opinion, I think they're being super smart about this. They hired some very important people. They've set their expectations appropriately, unlike companies like Google with Google Stadia and Amazon with how many games that have failed. And I'm super interested to see what Netflix is going to look like in two years in terms of gaming. There's so much potential here, if they do it right. Okay, I just dunked on Amazon, but this story is about them, and it's a huge deal. Uh, Their long-delayed MMO called New World released yesterday, and it has been an extraordinarily popular game. Uh, It received more than 700,000 concurrent players, which gives it the number five record in all-time concurrent players, like within a day. There's only four games that have done better than New World in terms of all-time concurrent players, and this is specifically for Steam, of course. And that's PUBG, Counter-Strike, Dota 2, and Cyberpunk 2077. This is a huge achievement, and it really shows that they've done something right with the game, at least in terms of its marketing, if nothing else. And I think many people are expecting the concurrent player count to grow even more into the weekend. Might even be larger by the time you're hearing this. Now, of course, this many people trying to play an MMO... Uh, has definitely caused some issues. It appears as though the game only allows for around 450,000 people to play it at once, because it's 2,000 players per server and 230 servers total. And so people are queuing in a line to play with thousands or tens of thousands of people ahead of them. They're working on that. They're trying to make that better. But uh, in any event, right, the important thing here is that this is Amazon's first real win. New World has been at the butt end of many jokes over the years. It's been delayed so many times. And it really didn't help that they started and canceled a number of games over the years. You think of something like Crucible, which actually released and then got unreleased and canceled. And of course, New World can still be just a flash in the pan. They paid a lot of influencers to cover the game. It could flop once all of them are done playing with it. Or it could stick around for years to come if the game is good. 
Uh, I know that critical reception while it was in beta was at least optimistic. So we'll have to see. But uh, man, it's a pretty crazy 24 hours for that team. Okay, the 2019 indie hit Outer Wilds got its first and only DLC today called Echoes of the Eye. Now, I'm not going to do my usual review roundups for this because I can confidently repeat to you from those reviews, if you played The Outer Wilds and you enjoyed it, just buy the DLC and play it without reading anything else. As I'm sure you know, the magic of Outer Wilds is all about the exploring and the discovering. It's a super easy thing to spoil, and the game really excels when you're looking at it with fresh eyes. All of that being said, I can recommend some reviews for you if you want to read more. Uh, They can explain what's going on with the game far better than I can as someone who hasn't played it yet. But you should head over to Eurogamer for Edwin Evans Thurlwell's review. He always has very fascinating things to say about video games. Uh, If you want really concrete explanations of how the DLC is different from the main game, read IGN. And here's a great summary of all the opinions from The Verge. Quote, Echoes of the Eye diverges from the base game in some welcome ways, but it still feels like it's a part of the same universe. It was a risk for Mobius Digital to squeeze another planet into Outer Wilds, which already felt like a complete package with more than enough mystery to unspool. But this spooky, mystifying expansion is an integral part of the experience, as well as a fantastic send-off for a special game. End quote. Once again, that's Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye. If you haven't played the base game, a lot of people would recommend it to you. Okay, and finally, I'm just going to let you know that Crystal Dynamics have announced that Marvel's Avengers is going to be available through the Xbox Game Pass starting this Thursday, September the 30th. That's tomorrow. Uh, It will be on console, PC, and cloud streaming. The game is fully accessible, so all the story campaigns, all the live ops, the multiplayer, the Black Panther expansion. Uh, The only thing that Xbox players won't get is the Spider-Man DLC, which is a PlayStation exclusive. And I've got to say, super important move for this game, I think. They invested a lot into it, and people were not super happy with the game when it came out. They're not happy with the live ops. And I think they're going to be looking for, like, a No Man's Sky kind of turnaround. And I think Game Pass is going to help them make that happen. Puts it into the hands of a lot more people. And hey, folks, I am so over time. But there was a lot that happened today. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I will be back with the news tomorrow. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome, folks. Wow, there was a lot that happened today, but all of it was super cool. I mean, I think every story today was fascinating. I think New World being the success that it is really took me off guard. Uh, and it actually took me down this little rabbit hole. So I, uh, I went to a popular, you know, player count website for Steam, which tracks all the player counts of all the games. And you're able to sort by the all-time peak concurrent players so you can see what the records are. And I pulled up the, the first, you know, however many games, and I was very surprised by what I saw. Well, okay, maybe not very surprised, but it was an interesting list. I did mention the top five. Uh, number one is, of course, PUBG, with 3.2 million concurrent players. And it's number one by, like, a wide margin. Number two is CSGO, with 1.3 million. So more than double. I don't think anything is going to be touching PUBG for a long time. We'll need a, a Battle Royale equivalent uh, popularity of a genre. Obviously, this isn't every game in existence. I'm sure that Fortnite had a much higher number, for example. And uh, actually, I was going to say Call of Duty, but Call of Duty would be on Steam, wouldn't it? Oh, I guess not anymore. It's on, it's on Battle.net. 
And also, I think most Call of Duty players are on console. But anyway, here's the list. We got PUBG with 3.2 and then CSGO with 1.3. Dota 2 is hot on the heels. And then Cyberpunk and New World. Cyberpunk isn't surprising. However, there is an extreme disparity with Cyberpunk. So if you look at the 24-hour peak, which is the peak number of concurrent players within the last 24 hours, everything in like the top eight have more than 15,000 concurrent players. The top three have like more than 500,000 concurrent players. But Cyberpunk at number four has only 9,000 concurrent players because it had a lot of people playing it when it first came out and nobody's playing it anymore. Big yikes there. But okay, anyway, then we get New World at number five, which is crazy. I mean, day one entering the number five slot, if they're able to keep that momentum up into the weekend, it could even overtake Cyberpunk. But I think most of these other games, you know, Dota, CSGO, Terraria is on here, Among Us. I think all of these are kind of built up over the course of at least a couple of weeks before it hits their peak. Valheim is at number six, right? That's another game that probably took a few weeks. Here's some other standouts. Life is Strange 2 is number nine, 468,000 concurrent players. I don't think it's very often that you're going to see a story-based, narrative-driven game in a list like this, and really speaks to the popularity of that series. Uh, Among Us is under that. Okay, and then there's two standouts here. At number 11 and number 15 are the games Postal and Kathy Rain. And this is like, Postal I'm surprised by because it is a very small game, but it's also not, like, I'm not completely blown away because Postal is a very controversial game. There were a lot of articles and pearl clutching about Postal as a game. I still don't know how it made it onto a list like this, but it's at least in the conversation. Kathy Rain at number 15 with 350,000 concurrent players? This seems like a glitch to me. Most of you probably haven't even heard of Kathy Rain. It's a point-and-click adventure that is routinely on sale for like $2.00 or given away for free. And it has more concurrent players than games like Monster Hunter World. Again, as an all-time peak, not as a recent thing. And I did some Googling to try and figure out why this happened, and the only thing that really seemed plausible was that there are a bunch of people out there who have a program downloaded on their computer to idly play Steam games in order to farm the trading cards, which you can then sell on the Steam marketplace for actual money. And so Kathy Rain was given away for free, people picked up the free game, and then their farming trading cards just automatically started playing the game all at the same time. That's the only theory I've found so far that seems to make any sense, because otherwise, I'm surprised 350,000 people even own the game. Well, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense when it was a given away for free, but I guess more like I'm surprised that many people even played it at all, let alone at the same time. Anyway, I just thought that was a super interesting list, and I would share it here today. I went over time on the uh, main show, so I'll cut it off here. Thanks for tuning in, and until tomorrow.